Hey, welcome back to another episode of the QB Draw Podcast. I'm your host, John Rothstein. Uh, with me, as always, is my co-host, Ez. Ez, how are you um, doing? I am not bad. Um, seems like the Bucks are uh, learning how to play defense. CJ Stroud hype train is uh, is full full going. Um, it seems like we're we're sort of building up towards a season where the Bucks are widely predicted to win the national championship, which is pretty uh, pretty nerve wracking, I gotta say, but also pretty exciting. So uh, I'm excited for for uh, the spring game, spring football in general. It's finally nice to be out of the complete dead zone of college football news. Not that we have too much to talk about, but uh, we're, we are getting some tidbits. So that's always good. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the thing that, uh, you know, you mentioned spring game, um, you know, like with all things, spring game, I'm going to take with a grain of salt, right? Like, uh I don't think they're going to show really anything, but you know, again, I watched Michigan spring game a couple of or I believe it happened last weekend. I watched the highlights of that and that was just a glorified two hand touch game. So I wouldn't anticipate Ohio state kind of comes out, but it's always good to see the boys in pads and see some new faces. Um, And with that, we kind of have kind of a free form episode. We have a couple questions that we want to address from our mailbag. And, and like we said, moving forward, uh, if you guys have a question that you want answered on the pod, please feel free to send it to either Ez or myself or the QB Draw podcast Twitter account, um, and we're happy to answer those on the fly. Um, but before we get to the questions, uh, some movement um, in within the Ohio State roster. Uh, obviously, uh, Legend Cavazos and uh, Bryson Shaw entering the transfer portal. Uh, Ez, do you have any thoughts on that? You know, I'm sure Bryson Shaw is a nice guy. Like, I feel bad because he's like, I mean, he's like my age and he's much more of an athlete than I'll ever be. That being said, he is not good enough to play at Ohio State, let alone start. And so I'm excited to see some new faces or potentially shifted faces at safety next year. Also, I I do want to backtrack to the spring game thing real quick. The only time I've ever like taken something from the spring game and it's turned out to be like legitimately insightful for the next season was when Malik Hooker went crazy in the spring game prior to the 2016 season. And then he did like the exact same shit in every single game that season. Um, But that's a quick sidebar. Yeah. uh, Cavazos, I don't know, super athletic, um, doesn't appear from what we've heard to be all that polished as a football player at either corner nickel or safety yet. I I think he does have some potential, you know, with guys like that, I almost would rather put them on offense and just like have them be like, you know, yeah, you're, you're filling the blank, like like, running back, you know, they don't where they don't have to be, you know, completely like technical about things. They just get to be an athlete. Um, but obviously, yeah. given the dearth of uh, wide receiver talent and running back talent at Ohio State, that's not really in the cards. Um, so I, I think he'll, I think he'll contribute somewhere. And Shaw, he can start the mid major. I mean, he's he he'll be fine when he's not. First of all, when he's not being coached by you know uh, the clown car that was the Ohio State defensive coaching staff the last couple of years, and two, when he's not. Uh, expected to compete at the highest level. Um, but 
it, it's pretty ins- it, it, it is telling that a guy who who did start 12 games uh for Ohio State last year has basically instantly been beaten out uh at the start of spring ball um but yeah that's all I got on those two yeah I mean, there's limited clips that kind of came out from practice, and there's one pra- uh, one footage, one sh- bit of footage where uh, he's getting absolutely torched by G. Scott, who is playing some sort of hybrid tight end wide receiver, which um, at, at both parts, like, I hope is a good sign for G. Scott because I, I, I enjoy G. Um, you know, I think he's, a, he's an intriguing player. But uh, not necessarily a, a strong statement for Bryson Shaw's performance in the new defense. Um, I, I do think you know Ohio State does have to bear some of the blame here, right? Um, in allowing Bryson Shaw to start twelve games last year, right? Like um, it's you know in, in receiving zero coaching as well, and I think Leg- Legend Cavazos kind of falls into that same. Uh, category where it's like you've got these super raw sort of athletes and for two years um, plus you kind of just sat on your thumbs and just let them kind of figure out what they were going to try and do um, and it didn't work out so um, I guess with that like you know we wish them nothing but the best but I mean it's just a testament to the quality of uh, you know the quality of, of safety that's in the room the quality quality of defensive back that's in that room and probably more of a, a statement on the demands that Jim Knowles has for his his players, right? To tell a 12-game starter that, listen, you're not starting here anymore, is uh, it, it takes a set of brass ones to do it. And, and luckily, uh, I think um, I, I'm hopeful that that is indicative of the, the, the type of accountability that, that Knowles will have for that defense. Do we want to uh, – should I just read off the quote that we were uh, discussing earlier in the week from uh, C.J. Stroud before we yes. get into our, our couple yes, of questions? absolutely. Um, this is equal parts uh, encouraging, um, hilarious, and um, depressing – uh, this is C.J. Stroud talking about what Jim Knowles is bringing in uh, practice. He says, they do a lot of different things. They have different ways to get into different coverages, which is really good for my eyes to see. Not just seeing cover one, cover three, or just base coverage every day. I really appreciate Coach Knowles bringing that swagger to the defense. It's really going to help our offense. Um, Stroud there basically confirming what we were all talking about for the past uh, 24 months that Ohio State basically has uh two plays um and you know which one they're gonna run every time on defense um for the for the first year of Kerry Combs it was always in four three or four 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 and then uh for the second year it was always in four two um no matter what the situation um so yeah like I said it's encouraging that they're getting away from that it's depressing that uh it was like that in the first place uh potentially cost a national title run uh with two two uh incredible offenses in 2020 and 2021 uh that's all I got on that I think it's I think it's good to hear you know CJ seems to have a real swagger about mm-hmm. him uh, entering this year and it's a swagger that he didn't have entering last year and I guess maybe part of that is that like you know he wasn't necessarily the starter mm-hmm. entering last year um, but 
I mean, the show that he put on at that pro day that was arguably as much of a show for him as it was for uh, for Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Um, it, it's good to see him feeling comf- comfortable, feeling confident. Um, you know, with that said, you know, who's to say, you know, maybe the, maybe the defense can step up and uh, force some three and outs at the spring game. I mean, that would be a welcome sight, I think. I don't think I'd be panicking too much about the offense uh but, you know, it just getting being able to get off that field and, and change things up, I think that's just the, the thing is just not allowing an offense to get too comfortable. Um, and in too many points last year, everybody, you know, was just kind of heels up and like, oh, right, we could just run it right down their throats. Um, yeah, but other than that, some pretty cool footage that came out uh, of, you know, uh, one-on-one drills with the linemen and stuff like that, seeing Jack Sawyer out there, JT Tuimaloao. Um, going after the guys and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's an exciting time. Um, but yeah, with that, we'll dive right into our two we questions. We do have one other point of news. Discuss. Jack Sawyer is uh, playing nose tackle, even though that's not a position in this defense. Uh, he, he's up to 360 pounds. Um, he's actually grown five inches as well. He's sitting about 6'10 right now. Um, yeah, we, we, we love Jack Sawyer. We love, uh, you know, the, the, he is as, you know, it's just an Ohio yeah. guy move. You know, you go to college and you put on just a shit ton of weight. Shit. And that's yeah. how it uh, It does sound like it's shit. working for him. So, I, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, Coach Mick, you're still, you're not, you're not afraid. You're on watch. You're on I'm, pack I'm, watch I'm right cautiously now. optimistic, though, because it sounds like he is uh, the goods, as we all expected. So if this sort of, uh, if this sort of weight plan works out, uh, uh You'll receive my uh, partial apology, I guess. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's the thing is like, uh, at least with a position like defensive line, you could kind of see a proof of concept of why he should be putting on that much weight or putting on weight in general. But like when we, uh, I'm glad to see Trevion Henderson hasn't followed in that, those footsteps and just put on mass just for the sake of putting on mass because uh, that's just a moronic play in my opinion. Um, but yeah, with, with that, we'll move forward into the questions. We've got uh, a couple of questions here from, uh, some of our, Too our many listeners. To answer. Uh, uh, sorry, we're not going to get to everyone. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to get to all of your questions tonight, but we'll, uh, we'll try and get to them. Um, yeah, so we've actually got pretty exciting news here. Um, new podcast, uh, new affiliate <laughs> of the Flipping of the Field Air Force Podcast Mafia, um, Semplify, it, which is a, um, a, a, a college football podcast dedicated to the Pittsburgh Panthers, um, which, you know, I have no qualms with the Pittsburgh Panthers, against, and uh, we welcome them. Pitt. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we welcome them to our listenership here. Hopefully, um, so Simplify asked if Michigan was suddenly vaporized from existence, can any other team fill that void of the most hated rival for Ohio State? So let's do this in a couple mm-hmm. of ways. I think um, both just in general, like what's the school you as a person are going to dislike the most. And then also you as an Ohio State, who fills that game at the end of the year? 
um, who like you know if Michigan ceased to exist? Um, I I love this question. Uh, the first way I want to tackle it is more sort of uh, the former, a- and I would say in terms of like history tradition, watching that uh, documentary on YouTube every year the night before the game make me cry real man tears about uh the beauty of the game of football and all it means um no like michigan state penn state whoever just aren't hitting like that um but that is sort of an unfair standard given that it's like 100 plus years of uh tradition and uh stories and sort of built up hatred slash mutual respect to some extent slash sort of intertwined histories with Woody and Bo and all of that. Um, So in the sort of esoteric sense of can anyone be a rival that big, the answer for me is a no. In terms of like day-to-day hatred, how much I, how much I personally dislike or am annoyed by a team on any given day, I would say yes. And I know that because it has been filled because until last, until last November and to some extent until the 2020 playoffs, Clemson was that team for me. Nothing got my blood boiling like Clemson. Michigan was still the rival, but because we'd beaten them every single year, it didn't really get you going like that. It's like, all right, time to beat Michigan again until, you know, this happened. And now the rivalry is back. Um, and we beat Clemson. And once we, once we dumped Clemson, I mean, we, we ended it. It's, it's over for them. I mean, it's like over. Yeah. They are dead. I like, I don't hate them anymore. Like I laugh at them. Like, it's just, you know, like you got big Dave, like trashing them on Twitter. Like, no one wants to play for them. I, which, which of course, we we welcome DJ's yes, little brother. We want him to come to, LA, uh, come to Columbus. Um, you know the 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 workers of the world have awoken to the spell of Dabo Sweeney, um, and it's over. Um, so I don't hate them as much anymore because um, it's over. But back to the question. Um, Yes, a team could fill that void in terms of pure hatred um, on a day-to-day sort of small-scale rivalry sense um, if they beat Ohio State. and Simply beating Ohio State, you fill that void for, you know, I mean, I'm inclined to put Oregon there right now, right? (laughs) uh, um, But yeah, so who, who would you have? last game of the season every year if you could and i guess let's get rid of the the, okay. the conference scheduling for a moment and like i mean because you could you could go this with this a number of ways i'm curious to say see which way you would take that as like the the final game of the year who would you want to play um as your your biggest rival as your statement uh to put on your resume for going into so the i in my head I have I have four options. I have four candidates for this. I do you mind if I walk through each one? 
Okay. Go for it. Yes, we've got By the way, time. one candidate is not Penn State. They are not our rivals. They will never be. Um, yep. Pitt's rivals. I will not put Pitt's Penn rivals. State on They that are not list. our rivals. Yep. Uh, they can say we're rivals all yep. they want. They're not our rivals. Uh, we can do the whiteout no. every single year. We don't care. Um, they're not our rivals. So the four candidates are uh, in no particular or- order. I got Oregon. I got Michigan State. I got Clemson, and I got Alabama. Um, let Oregon, Oregon. There's already sort of a rich history there. Uh, Rose Bowls, uh, the national championship game, that last uh, regular season game in which Oregon that that was pretty essential for them being on the list because up to that point they had not beaten Ohio State ever. Um, so, and now that they have, they're yeah, on a one game yeah. winning streak. Uh, so, yeah. so they would, and also just sort of like you know, a cultural tie between the big 10 and the pac 12, just a sort of, I do think that would yeah. be pretty cool. Like when you think about that, like having like a Rose bowl yeah. type game, alternate like, uh, between Eugene and Columbus. I think that would be really cool. Um, yep. Both wear home uniforms each time. I think that would be sick. They should do that for Ohio state, Michigan, by the way. Um, but I, I think that would be a cool uh, sort of new rivalry. If Michigan ceased to exist, um, Michigan State, pretty obvious. They'll be looking for a rival too with Michigan gone from existence. They're already sort of played that uh, thorn in the side role for a, for a number of years at certain times for Ohio State. Um, there's not much really sexy about this pick. It's just like, well, you don't have Michigan. It, you don't I, need, yeah. You, we don't have Michigan. Michigan State doesn't have a Michigan. We're kind of pseudo rivals. Um, more, I'd say more competitors than rivals. Um, but it could fill the void. Um, potentially Clemson. Uh, Clemson is sort of like the uh clash of societies. Pick. Um, you have sort of the proud Midwestern tradition of Ohio State football, and then this like upstart, inbred, um, sort of evangelical. Um, <laughs> new reach. money, uh, Clemson program. Um, and yeah, it, like again, I think Clemson's done. I think it'd be a pretty one-sided rivalry, but uh, I I think it could be fun. And then Alabama is sort of like the the measuring stick pick. Like, okay, you really want to see if you're yes. about it. Like, you really want to see if you're the shit every year. You got to play Alabama. Uh, it, it's like that's sort of what Ohio State fans either consciously or uh, some won't admit it, but subconsciously we have measured ourselves against really since. Um, I I mean I since yeah, even took yeah, over pretty much right. Um, like, so so that's sort of like the that's sort of like the are we legit every year pick? Um, can we live up to that standard of being one of the best in college football? I I think in a world without Michigan, either of those um, would be good picks. Uh, Michigan State is probably the most boring, but that doesn't mean it's a bad pick. Um, I I think I'd probably go with Oregon. I think Oregon interests me the most, but I, any of them I think would be awesome. Um, well, well, I think I think the concept of like a like you know again. It goes back to what you were saying earlier about Penn State, where it's just because we play you every year doesn't yeah. make you our rival, right? Like, 
And I, I like the idea of having a non-conference rival that like, I mean, UF in Florida State, like if they're, you know, and I guess I'll get into where my picks are, but like something like that where you're not, you mm-hmm. play each other every year. There's a natural hatred that you have between people. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, it's not for conference, you mm-hmm. know, championship points, whatever the dumb bullshit it is now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it. Oregon would be so fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think like the, the maybe maybe there are inroads to that, right? With the Pac-12 and Big Ten align, mm-hmm. aligning, and although I don't even know whatever became of that, like it, it just it's, doesn't it's seem just like the much same shit they're already it. doing. They, it was just a press conference yeah. to have a press conference. Um, also, I, I should mention, uh, not to snub them again. I know, I, I know, uh, Cincinnati fans think we we hate them. And we're always thinking about them. Um, but like if Cincinnati is able to establish themselves as a consistent power in the uh, Big 12, that would be a fantastic yearly rivalry game. Um, yeah. Sorry to Cincinnati. Uh, you guys are cool. Um, we just. I was just going to say they were okay. they were one of my picks just in like the classic like Thanksgiving yeah. Day type rivalry like cross town you know and ultimately too right like it's probably a, a, a rivalry that ohio state wins nine times out of ten yeah. but uh that that said uh our main rival right now hasn't stacked up too much better so um i will say one of my picks would have to be cincinnati mm-hmm. right on that idea of like it's the same Florida State UF thing. I guess the issue I get with with Cincinnati is they have fans that are very passionate, but they don't have that like that deep of like that deep historic fan base. And and I don't think too many Cincinnati fans really hate Ohio State fans. Maybe you could get some of that by having them play each other more often. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it feels like one of those things almost in some ways where it's like. So long as Cincinnati's not directly in competition with Ohio State and vice versa, we tend to root yeah. for the other team there, right? Like I'll root for yeah. I root rooted for Cincinnati. They were up until annoying, but I was still rooting for them. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But that said, like you know, if you play them all the time, you get a little bit of a, a Florida State UF thing, and um, you know, a Texas mm-hmm. Texas A and M type type beat. Um, that would have to be one of my choices. Another choice for me is just got to be Notre Dame. Uh, how could right? I forget? Like it's, yeah. It's the idea of everything, like it's a cultural rivalry, you know, as, as different as you could be in the Midwest, you've got the state school public entity versus the old, like, you know, the old Catholic school and things like that. Um, you know, especially with the new coach, uh, Marcus Freeman, like, you know, there's a natural rivalry there and, and, you know, you could sell a billion tickets for these games, those games, you know, no matter where you play them. Um, so no Ohio state, Notre Dame, like would be a great rivalry game. I think Wisconsin would also be one where I would throw. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't Wisconsin every time. It's like, yeah. I just, uh, man, I don't know. I still have that deep pain from the year that they, uh, yeah, they that beat when Ohio State. Yeah, the Camp Riddle Ohio School, State I shouldn't be that, that mad about that one. I, I just don't I, – I just have no feelings 
towards Miss Swanson. I didn't really have too many thoughts on them too much until I saw that 24-7 graphic that came out this week predicting the uh, New Year's Six Bowls, and Wisconsin was on it, and I was just like, how? It's grammar's you know, so time. It was Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Michigan all qualified. Uh, USC, Oklahoma, Clemson, and uh, Miami were involved. And then you had uh, Alabama and Georgia, which was like some of the laziest picks of all time and some of the stupidest picks of all time. But that's just 24-7 graphics. So I probably Miami sucks. They're Yes. Crystal yes. Ball is like, – we, like, we don't need to get too into the weeds on recruiting, but he is he's going to get punked. Um it's well, and, and that's the thing is the, the rosters that he the roster that he took over and the roster that you know I granted you know it uh, they Lane I'm sorry not Lane uh, Lincoln Riley did some overhauling mm-hmm. with the USC roster but that roster is still not very so good right Caleb like they're not gonna... I I Caleb Williams was like fine at Oklahoma um, fine. Exactly. He's not a program. I don't think he's a program-defining player. I don't think he's Mormon, a guy that My moves. Mormon King Jackson Dart, if I'm being honest, but uh, where did he yeah. end up? Where did he end uh, up? Jackson Dart, that's a great question. Uh, you know, it was during that period of time, right, where it felt like everybody was, like, all in on, on figuring out, oh, he's Ole Miss. Oh. So future, future yeah. first <laughs> – He's, he's, better first round draft pick, he's better than Matt Corral is. Yes, he's better than Matt Corral. And Matt Corral, like, I mean, Jackson Dart probably missed his window by, like, a couple years, right? Like, of, uh, you know, because, I mean, although he won't be in the next QB class, so maybe he misses, you know, maybe maybe he can be the QB one of uh, – of, of of the following class yeah. or something like that, but or, or QB1 type. But, yeah, I remember, like, it's so crazy because the buzz was so loud on him and Caleb Williams deciding where they wanted yeah. to go to school. And uh, then all of a sudden it just, you know, it, you know, Caleb Williams obviously decides and then uh, Jax Dart kind of announces in the middle of the night. Um, but yeah, so with that, we'll go into our next. Wait, question. wait. So what's your? I guess I didn't pick. I I guess I went with Oregon. What's your pick? Okay, so who's your one I, pick? I, Did you I'm pick Clemson? With Oregon. Uh, I'm Oregon. going with Oregon. You Oregon. Just in sort okay. of. I'm okay, I like game. that. I went with Oregon. Like I think Clemson is. You know, you he- heard me get a little bit more heated. Oregon's like my intellectual, like uh, sort of. I don't know, cultural pick. Um, but yeah, I I like Notre Dame a lot too. Um, but Cincinnati all. All the ones we mentioned, I think, would be fun. Um, um, yeah, so let's dive into our last question of the night. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got a question from leader underscore AI. Uh, AI is, is friend uh, of the know, show. Passionate friend follower of the show. Of friend, of, friend of the pod, yeah. Um, he asked, players you think would uh, will play more than expected and less than expected um and he, he mainly the main basis of this question feels like it's a receiver's yeah. question um and it's based on whether last whether last year's numbers will hold up where <clears throat> three receivers are going to get 85% plus of uh, of passes again um and and from my perspective I don't think I don't think that's going to be the case right because I think uh, you know a lot of what last year was was the fact that it was Wilson and Alave were so mm-hmm. good, and they like they had no business playing in college. And, last they, year. and it just so um, happened that JSN happened to be better than them. 
It, like, yes. And so JSN is going to be very clearly yeah, WR number one, but you've got like, you've got Marvin Harrison, you've got Mecca Buka who, who showed signs. Um, you've got uh, obviously JSN. Um, Ballard seems to be popping off sometimes. I, you've got, I think uh, five receivers are going to play significant min- minutes. I think it's yeah. going to be. JSN clear cut number one, and then maybe like in his own little mid tier, it seems like it seems like Harrison has sort of like curried the favor of the coaching staff, and then after that, I think Fleming, Ibuka, and Ballard are all going to play. Um, yeah, um, and I I would like to see the ball spread around a little bit more, and I'd love to see four receivers five receivers maybe on the field at, at one time, you know, like would, would love to see the, the flexibility. And, you know, I mean, of course too, like Trevion Henderson might catch some passes out of the backfield. Maybe we get some G Scott I'm playing hearing, 10 out. I'm hearing I Sam Hart is going to have uh, 12 catches. What are your, what are your predictions? <laughs> when are we doing the Royer oh, episode? Dude, I, I don't know if a tight end is going to catch like more than five passes. I'm dead serious. Like, like is Kate Stover catching six passes? Like I don't think so. Um, he should be catching six passes, but yes. on defense. Well, I don't um, know. I I don't know if he's that good at defense either. Um, <laughs> oh god. Um, yeah. Uh, other guys who I think might play more than expected. Um, C.J. Hicks is cheating because everyone expects him to get involved at some point. Yeah. Um, I, I think Enoch Vimahi is might be that sort of six man role on the offensive line. So I that's that's mm-hmm. kind of more injury dependent, so that's not really a pick, but I, I could see him getting in there. And then I think there's a solid chance Evan Pryor takes over as RB two when it's when the dust is all settled. I was just gonna yeah. say Evan Pryor was the name that I was kinda thinking about is like because Mayan Williams is fine, yeah. but uh the the upside of Evan Pryor is mm-hmm. much higher. Um and I guess for players that might play less than expected. Hopefully uh, CJ Stroud, because hopefully they'll be able to be- uh, rest him yeah, that, that's uh, a, at, at certain yeah. points during the season. That would be cool to not have him have to play a fourth quarter um, just because. Um, maybe get our boy, uh, maybe get our, our fresh new Mormon quarterback in there. Kyle McCord. Um, no Kyle McCord. <laughs> yeah, no Kyle McCord. Zero Kyle McCord. Yeah, put him under players you expect to see less. And then maybe one la- last one, just I- even if it's a cop out, Sonny Styles. Like I just don't know yeah. how much he's going to be able to contribute. I mean, he's um, what seventeen but, right now? Like, yeah, he's like yeah, fourteen about, years old. Yeah. He doesn't have his driver's license yet. Think um, about you at seventeen years old. <laughs> like, what were you doing? Were you pl- were yeah. you? <laughs> I was. I was certainly not getting ready to go play football at Ohio State. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be cool to see, um, you know, which which one of the seniors picks up, picks him up um, from, from yeah, practice, yeah. you know, because he can't drive himself, takes him to the parties and things like that. So, Wait, which, um, uh, which yeah, so JD McCoy, Sonny Styles, which um, guy is going to be his uh, his yeah. the guy who accompanies him on flights, so he doesn't have to be an unaccompanied minor for uh, away games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you, Sonny Styles in the it, getting photos with the pilot with the cockpit and going into the cockpit and the wings you know uh yeah sunny but yeah um i think that's gonna be about it for our episode like we said before send us all your questions 
um, as they come up and we'll uh, hopefully do another one of these where we have more questions to answer. Um, we really enjoy this kind of stuff because um, especially in the dead period, there's not really a ton mm-hmm. to talk about, but uh, always good catching up and uh, go, go Bucks. Bucks.